The world is an incredibly dangerous place now, and the Biden administration's strategic weakness on the world stage is making it more and more dangerous for everybody. I'm Jen O'Brien. And I'm Bill Fian. Welcome to another edition of Fact Check. Fact Check is your only dependable source of state and local news from a conservative perspective. The Biden administration announced in April of this year its intention to draw down the Strategic Petroleum Reserve by 1 million barrels a day for six months to combat high gas prices. The SPR was established in 1975 for the purpose of combating supply disruptions from OPEC, which had embargoed shipments to the U.S. in 1973 and 1974, causing major economic problems. Drawdowns in the SPR are rare. Previous U.S. presidents had tapped the reserve on only three occasions. Bill, you contend that they're using this reserve to try and win elections in November. What do you say to that? Well, the reason I say that is because most Americans have to go to the gas pump at least once a week to fuel up. They have to get to and from work. And when they go there, they're very sensitive to the increases in price. I mean, I know people that drive to the other side of town to save a nickel. So what we've seen has been this huge increase in the price of gasoline, and people were very angry about it. We have to remember that Joe Biden announced on his first day in office that he was canceling the Keystone Pipeline. His administration has also canceled drilling leases, and now Biden has drained away one-third of the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Fox Business News is reporting that since Biden took office, that reserve is down by 218 million barrels. So they've been bringing down the reserves. They're now at their lowest level since before 1985. Meanwhile, according to the U.S. Energy Information Administration, U.S. energy production peaked in November of 2019 under President Trump at 13 million barrels a day. When Biden took office in January of 2021, production was at 11.1 million barrels per day. And as of July of this year, we've increased production to 11.8 million barrels per day. So domestic production is still down 1.2 million barrels per day, which is what the peak was under Trump. And interestingly, is almost exactly what the Biden administration is releasing from the reserve every day. Last thought, we see a lot of arguments about what's really happened to gas prices. Gas prices in the U.S. range from $2.28 to $2.93 in 2018 and 2019. Prices peaked this year in July at $4.99 as the national average, and the current national average is at $3.92. So, yes. They're playing politics with the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Ah, the good old days of 2019. OPEC recently announced that they would curtail production by 2 million barrels per day. The Saudis have turned down President Biden's request for increased production. Today's guest has an expert insight into the untold story as to why the Saudis have no interest in helping the U.S. with its energy problem. 
Welcome to the show, Republican candidate for Congress, Derek Van Orden. Great to have you back. Yes. Well, thank you for having me. You haven't been busy at all, right? (laughs) So, Derek, you were deployed multiple times to the Middle East and deployed to Venezuela as well as a Navy SEAL. You have some special insight as to why the Saudis rejected Biden's request. Tell us what has happened to sour that relationship between the U.S. and the Saudis. Well, the long and short of it is a complete lack of respect for the Biden administration. And it started with with Joe Biden abandoning thousands of American citizens and our allies to the Taliban, um, the Saudis have cable television, and they saw that. So they realized the strategic weakness that the Biden administration has portrayed across the world stage is undeniable. And let's peel back the onion a little bit, too. We've got to remember that the Biden administration was calling Saudi Arabia international pariahs when he's running for office. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's not something that uh, they took a shining to. We can just say that. And I, I have to concur with you, Bill saying that they're using this to um, manipulate gas prices in order to try to buy the midterm election. And one of the reasons we know is that the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia released a an official memo saying that the Biden administration specifically asked them to not cut production until after the midterm election. Did you guys see that? I did not I did. see that. Yeah. So, I mean, right there, it's that's the smoking gun. Um, and it's just got to stop. It's, and how embarrassing. It's been embarrassing for two years now. Yeah. Um, The Biden administration, again, has shown strategic weakness on the world stage, and everybody has seen it. You got to remember, it's OPEC plus. That plus is Russia. So the Biden administration is driving the Saudis and Russia together, and it is making the world a more dangerous place. And we're seeing the economic effect across our country, everybody. Having difficulty filling up a gas tank and a grocery cart on the same day. And it just wasn't like this two years ago. Absolutely right. Prior to the show, you and I had a discussion in, in which you mentioned that the Biden administration had delisted the Houthi rebels in Yemen from the list of known terrorist groups. Tell us about right. that. Um, so there's been a civil war going on in Yemen for quite a period of time. And the Houthi rebels are the ones that are attacking the government um, of Yemen. The Saudi Arabia is aligned with the government of Yemen. So by delisting the Houthi rebels, the Biden administration has told the kingdom of Saudi Arabia that they are um, allied with someone that they shouldn't be. And these so these Houthi rebels have been... Um, doing drone attacks on the infrastructure for the oil production in Saudi Arabia. So imagine if uh, someone was attacking your country regularly and the Biden administration or another foreign government told you that, that that's, it, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. that your citizens are being killed and that your infrastructure is being destroyed. That's another reason why they're, they're absolutely sick of us. And we've got to remember, so Bab el-Mandab is the waterway that goes between Yemen and Djibouti, Africa, and Eritrea. That leads up into the Red Sea, and then at the top of the Red Sea, we all know, going into the Mediterranean, is the Suez Canal. It's one of the most strategic waterways in the entire world. That's how a lot of oil from the Middle East is sent to market, right? That's correct. So you don't have to sail around Africa. Um, and so the Biden administration, by destabilizing the relationship with Saudi Arabia and Yemen, is truly endangering um, the ability for the Middle East to produce oil and not just come to the United States, but also all throughout Europe. And, you know, winter's coming. Winter's coming, and uh, the production of, of gas and oil uh, by Russia has been cut off, natural gas in particular, and that is going to have an incredibly detrimental effect on the economy of Europe. In a previous show, 
You were telling us about how important uh, gas is to heating here in the 3rd Congressional District. So this is going to have an impact on those gas prices too, right? We're up 30%. So we're in the top five congressional districts that use gas for heating in the entire country. Hmm. And um, I don't know if you're into the old farmer's almanac, but my um, walnut tree has been shedding walnuts at a record rate, which means if you believe in the old wives' tale, that's going to be a very harsh winter. Uh, so stand by. Well, it, it looks like it's not just going to be pain at the pump, but folks here in the third congressional district, especially those living in rural areas, are about to see. You say right now it's a thirty percent increase in the cost of heating their homes, yeah. and probably going higher. Something I'd like to go back to at the beginning of the podcast, we were discussing the strategic petroleum reserves, and it feels to me like we've been tapping into that because gas prices are inconvenient. But they should really be saved for something catastrophic, for an emergency like war. Derek, what do you think about that? I, th- I think your assessment is accurate. The world is an incredibly dangerous place now, and the Biden administration's strategic weakness on the world stage is making it more and more dangerous for everybody. Uh, and you just can't deny that. That's not a Democrat or a Republican thing. That's an American thing. Um, when the United States of America is weak on the world stage, the world becomes a more dangerous place. Uh, that's just a fact. So if we were, God forbid, to get involved in a general conflict, uh, we're going to be in, in trouble right now. There's, We could do a whole other show about the disastrous state of the Department of Defense under Biden. But if we're focusing strictly on this oil stuff, that, that petroleum reserve, again, was put in place after – uh, OPEC embargoed the United States back in the 70s. And so it was, what, 1975 when they, they did it? Um, and it's there for a reason. And the reason is not to temporarily lower gas prices so that one political party can buy a midterm election. Right. So the Biden administration has set a goal of using renewable energy by the year 2030. That's eight years from now. Right. You've had conversations with people in the power industry locally what are they telling you about that well dairyland power co-op is awesome they're here in lacrosse and they did the math problem so biden administration said that they want to be carbon neutral by 2030 and it can be done if you double the amount of all of the nuke plants in the entire planet all of double the number of nuke plants when was the last time we build a nuclear plant you know what i don't know it's Long before I can remember. Right. And so um, the problem with this is that the Biden administration just arbitrarily picked a, a calendar date and said, by this date, we're going to be carbon neutral and it's impossible um, to do so. Realistically, it's going to be 30, 40 years in the future. And nuclear power, as you say, has to be part of the solution. It has to be part of the equation. But until then, we're going to need petroleum Correct. products. Right. So Sarah Jane and I have eight grandchildren. And we want our grandchildren to have power. But we also have children right now. So the Biden administration is trying to do skip a generation. Um, we all want to have renewable energy, but we are a carbon-based economy right now. And we're going to be a carbon-based economy for the foreseeable future just because it's completely impractical to do something else. We cannot double the amount of nuke plants in 30 years. And that's the only way to get to carbon neutral. Crude oil is the lifeblood of the U.S. economy. Correct. 80% of finished U.S. goods are transported over the road by semi-trucks. Thank you, truckers. When fuel prices start to rise, it fuels inflation all through that supply chain. 
I worked as a chain account manager for a large global grocery company, and I can remember 2008, monthly increases in the fuel surcharges on the truckloads of products going to our customers. That was what ultimately collapsed the economy in July of 2008, when oil hit $147 a barrel. The Biden administration will probably cease tapping the SPR after the election, and we can expect that fuel prices are once again going to begin their climb higher. Derek Van Orden, thank you for joining us today. We appreciate your special insight into the national security aspects of this problem. We'll look forward to seeing you after November 8th. Yeah, best of luck to you. Thank you very much. Things are looking very, very good right now. And that was me knocking on wood. (laughs) I'm Jen O'Brien. And I'm Bill Fian. And thanks for listening to another edition of Fact Check. Fact Check is your only dependable source of state and local news from a conservative perspective. We invite you to join the conversation on our Facebook group, Fact Check Wisdom with Bill Fian, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.